This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorn startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. 2020, this is the biggest of the financial service conferences in Europe. And I'm at the Money Pot stage speaking with the founders of Rivero, Thomas and Fatima. Could you please introduce yourselves? Hello everyone, I'm Fatima Nikain, one of the co-founders of Rivero, Visa's first fintech partner in Switzerland. That's amazing. Hello everyone, my name is uh, Thomas Müller. Um, I'm co-founder and uh, CEO of Rivero. Great to be here today. It's great to have you here. So please let us know what Rivero offers. So Rivero is a fintech company located in Zurich um, and we offer software as a service products uh, for banks uh, to help them automate and make their payment operation processes way more efficient. This is really important. I've been speaking to a lot of banks and the automating processes is very important because the costs within banks are so high. True, true, fully agree. Um, and we have two products uh, with customers live um, all across Europe. Um, our first product is called Kayo, a solution to manage uh, scheme license compliance. And the other product is called Amico, which is a solution to digitalize the fraud recovery and dispute management process. Fantastic. So for scheme compliance, how does Kayo help banks in that process? Uh, yeah, scheme compliance is one of the core payment processes to ensure that banks stay compliant with the rules and requirements communicated by the payment networks like Visa and MasterCard in order to ensure a smooth and seamless payment experience. Uh, while a scheme compliance is one of the fundamental parts of card payments, there has been no solution on the market to help banks to actually make this process more efficient. Our solution, Kayo, is the first and the only solution as of today on the market that has been designed to simplify this process, but also bring efficiency and additional expertise uh, to this domain. We have currently several clients uh, in Europe, to name a few, Post Finance Bank, Advancia Banks, Nets, and Paymentology are among our clients. Nice, I saw Paymentology today, they're next to the Holland FinTech stand. Yeah. Um, and again, it's so important to you know, work on solutions that are helping banks to cut costs and to make things more efficient and effective at the same time, so fantastic. Um, now we'd like, I'd like to move on to find out what Amico does, helping banks with the fraud and the dispute process. Exactly. So Amico is a completely new take uh, on the domain of fraud recovery and dispute management. Um, in fact, it's the first solution that works in an end-to-end digital uh, manner. Um, and that brings um, a lot of um, efficiency to the bank. Uh, but um, more importantly, it also comes with a component that the bank can integrate into their mobile banking app, basically bringing this whole process to uh, the cardholder. Um, so really, ultimately, our goal with Amico is to help issuing banks differentiate uh, themselves from, from other cards in the market by making this a really seamless process and an almost enjoyable process for the cardholder and therefore making sure it's their wallet that is top of, uh, their card that is top of wallet because um, the consumer will know whenever something goes wrong with this card, I'm protected, I just go to the app and my problem will be solved. That's amazing. Cutting out, you know, calling and spending so much time and hassle and thinking, will you ever get your money back and stuff like this. Exactly. Wonderful. So this is your third time at Money 2020, but your first time with a stand. What are you looking for here? 
So Money 2020 um, is a great event to network. Um, it's one of the most important events uh, throughout the year. Uh, we come here mainly uh, to meet with issuing banks and, and acquiring banks uh, to talk with them about uh, our products. Um, but also we really come here to just meet with people from the payment industry to, to catch up with people that we haven't seen in a while and also to uh, exchange with other uh, startups uh, uh, and to see how they uh, are solving uh, interesting problems as well. And where can these people, including startups, meet you? So can they find you someplace while you're here? Yes, they can. In fact, um, we are lucky this year to be part of the Startup Hangout, which is part of the uh, uh, Money Beach Club, which is a new part of uh, the 2020 Money 2020 show. And it's a really great place to be. Um, so we will be there all day tomorrow. Um, so if you want to uh, have a chat with us uh, uh, while sitting in the sun, uh, just see us there tomorrow. So all day on Wednesday at P03, um, Money Beach is a really cool space. For those who um, haven't seen it, if you enter Money 2020 and you go to the left and go to the back, then you'll go outside. And once you enter um, outside, you go to the right, where I think they have some of these paddle boats, and you will see on the right the stands for startups. So if you, this is a new area, so if you haven't been, it may take a little bit of time to find the folks there, but it, I really encourage you to do that because um, you can not only meet cool startups, but you can also enjoy the sun and have a chat with others outside of the madness. All right. I'd like to talk about your visa partnership, right? What is that partnership all about? And it's so exciting that you're the first company in Switzerland to have that partnership. Yes, indeed. Um, end of 2022, we were selected by Visa as the first fintech from Switzerland to join this uh, Visa fintech partner uh, program. This is a very privileged program within which Visa has uh, selects a few handful of companies that are providing services that brings value to, uh, to Visa's clients. Um, this means that Visa has vetted our products and are actively introducing our products to their, uh, to their ecosystem, to the Visa ecosystem. So they're pretty much putting you in touch with their banking partners. Exactly. Because these partners have said to them, you know, we have some pain points and based on those pain points, they say, well, we've got a startup that actually can help you solve some of those pain points Indeed. and help at the end of the day, the end user to have a much more seamless, as you were saying, dispute resolution process. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly. the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a little bit more about who you would like to meet. I know we talked about it briefly, but just if you could say, you know, there are few people here you haven't met but you would like them to come to you at the stand, who would they be? So really, um, ideally, if you are um, a, a retail bank, right? If you, if you are in the market, if you put out cards to your customers um, and you are interested in making the operational processes more efficiently or uh, maybe even more so really differentiate your offering uh, from, uh, from, from, from the bank next door, um, uh, come, come to us and talk uh, with us because we really believe uh, with Amico we have a great solution um, that is good for the bank but also very, very good for the consumer and with Caio we can just take out a lot of, uh, you know, the, the hassle out of this uh, compliance process because let's face it, nobody enjoys the compliance part but everybody has to do that so let our tool uh, take care of the annoying part and you focus on the content. That's great. Now we have a little bit of time. Um, we've just gone through half, let's say, of the 20 minutes that we have. And one of the things that I hadn't asked you before, but I am very curious about, of course, is how you decided that this was going to be the area that you'd focus on. That's actually an excellent question. Uh, and we get that question quite, quite, quite a bit. 
So when we started Rivero in, in 2019, it was clear that we want to uh, do, we want to build software as a service products, um, primarily with a focus on the, on the issuing bank side, because that is where we are from. So we worked uh, multiple years, all the three co-founders, we worked multiple years in the payment industry, and we just came across so many things that we believe can be uh, done better. And then we said like, well, instead of keeping complaining about it, why not start a company and try to be part of the solution, solution. here? Right, uh, it's always better uh, to be part of the solution. And then we just had a long list of things one could do. And then we picked uh, Kayo because that's really the foundation of everything is the license, right? If you don't have the license, you can't operate in this space. So we found like that's a good way to enter the market. And then we said like, um, uh, because we had ourselves pretty bad experiences with uh, fraud on the card and with uh, uh, dispute management where we had to fill out a lot of forms to get the money back. So we said like, well, this is an area where we can really help both the bank um, and, um, and actually the consumer and basically everyone that has a card. And, and that's why we said like, okay, let's do it. So I don't know if you can tell me, but let's say with my visa, I'd have a dispute and that bank would be here in Europe. Unfortunately, it is an American bank, so you might not already be working with them. But um, you know, how long would it take working with you average versus let's say the average amount of time that it takes to um, resolve these disputes so, so basically if a bank integrates a Miko into the digital channel like today that would be the mobile banking app uh, primarily mm -hmm. um, it really is a matter of uh, a day or two for you so you would just go Fantastic. to the app you would find the transaction you have a problem with you would interact with our what we call the virtual agent it's a, mm -hmm. basically a, a chatbot guides you through uh, the process. And then if that leads to a case being created in the back office at the bank, you will get your money back uh, typically already the next day. Amazing. I want my American bank to be talking to you. So hmm. afterwards we can exchange some details. <laughs> Let's connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anything else that you feel like we missed? Because we still have some time, you know? You want to talk about some of the pain points that you were seeing or maybe what maybe is next on your roadmap? Actually, bring up uh, a good point. Um, there is something that is uh, next for Rivero. In fact, when you asked me earlier why have we chosen these two products, um, it was that we uh, had already, back when we started the company, plans to do something, let's say, even a bit more disruptive uh, to the mm -hmm. payment industry. But we also felt as a startup, you know, you have to pick your battles. Absolutely. You have to start you have somewhere. To focus. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you, you, might, you must not mm -hmm. lose your focus. And so we said, let's get started with Kayo and Amico. Uh, but actually later this year, we will get started on the third product, uh, which then will complement our, uh, uh, or complete, I should say, our uh, uh, product offering uh, for the time being. And that is really a solution which we which we aim to help um, banks to get even closer and directly integrated with the payment networks. Um, so that nice. is then something that gives the bank way more control over uh, the payment experience as such. Cool. Okay, and last but not least, of course, since I mentioned that you know, I have an American account, I am American, any ideas of when you might go into from Europe and start servicing clients in other locations and you know if so what would those locations be um, as of today we are mainly uh, looking for clients in Europe because that's our home market however we are not uh, really closing doors when we have uh, interested clients from other region the main reason for us that are uh, that we are focusing in uh, on clients in Europe is that we want to manage the operational side uh, in with the size that we are as of today and if we have clients uh, in other regions then we have to expand our operation teams to be able to serve our clients 24/7 but um, as of today, we are talking with some banks um, in the U.S. as well. So if we happen to enter that market, we will also expand nice. our operations. Fantastic. Okay, and then um, one other thought. So I wear different hats. In addition to helping start a boot camp, like a matchmaker, help the startups to meet potential mentors, investors, and folks that they can work with, um, the 
investor hat is I'm a founding partner of Great Stuff Ventures. So I'm always curious, you know, are you looking for investment? And if so, like what kind of round is this and, and stuff like that? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, I'd love to. Um, so uh, first of all, we are uh, incredibly proud that uh, we, we made it um, as far as we made it, which I mentioned having multiple customers all, uh, uh, all across Europe. Um, and, and we are also especially proud that we managed to break even uh, early this year. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Because you only started in 2019, so exactly. that's fantastic. Thank it's you. It's been uh, four <laughs> years of uh, a lot of uh, work, but, but it paid out. And so far, um, the company has been uh, funded by um, us, the three co-founders and a handful of angel investors. Um, and so we are mostly bootstrapped, I, I would say. However, we do now plan uh, to do uh, a round later this year in, in, in summer. Um, we are looking at uh, collecting uh, at around 5 million uh, from, from, from new investors to come Super. in. And we really want to use that money to, to expand, to accelerate our expansion into more markets, uh, maybe even coming you know, to the US uh, with a stronger present uh, earlier. Um, so yeah, um, so whenever somebody's interested in nice. investing in Rivero, uh, just let us know. This is fantastic. So investors out there, please, if you're here at Money 2020, do meet these folks at the startup stand, P03, tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, now, for investors who are not going to be here, is there a way to get in touch with you? I know we had talked about a QR code at some point. I don't know if that's for a Calendly. I don't remember. So how can they get in touch with you if people are listening to this, but they're not at Money 2020? So um, you're right. Um, there's a, a QR code that you find in the description uh, of the of the podcast um, that you can use to to book an appointment with us. Mainly, if you're interested in our uh, products, um, if you're an investor, you want to talk to us. It's probably best if you find us on on LinkedIn. Uh, reach out to uh, Fatima or myself, and we will be happy uh, to uh, have a chat with you. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful speaking to you. It was wonderful talking to you before we got here and uh, yeah, hearing what's what makes you tick. Why did you decide to start this journey? Maybe one last question for those startups out there. You know, there must have been a point when you thought, why did I do this? <laughs> what is the Not one, just one. <laughs> yeah, most important piece of advice, and maybe it's more than one, that you can give these folks? Oh, wow. That, I think that with that topic, we could fill a, a whole podcast. Maybe we should, actually. Um, but I would say maybe just from the top of my head, I think the most important one is, you know, believe in your own uh, gut feeling. You know, don't be too impacted by what, uh, you know, advisors tell you because they've not walked in your shoes, right? Every exactly. situation, every startup is different. Also, we were in a position where we thought we should raise the funds from a VC, but the company wasn't in a great place that it is today, uh, two years ago, and then decided to not do that. We put in some more of our own always money. Always a good idea. I always say this. First, show, yeah, show the traction, and then ask for the money because your valuation is going to be better and the conversations are going to be completely different. Oh, exactly. This is fantastic. Exactly. Okay. Don't raise money with the back, uh, with your back to the wall. Of course, it's Never. easier said than done. Sometimes Absolutely. you get into these situations. But yeah, we were lucky that we could basically get out of there. And only uh, two months later, we signed uh, a, a big deal. And now we are in 2023. Uh, we are we are uh, default alive, as the VCs call it. And uh, now I think from here on, uh, I'm uh, quite positive about the future of the Vero. The only way is up. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you too. <laughs> Thanks for having us today. Thank you, Money 2020 and Breaking Banks Europe. Let's roll. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Breaking Banks Live at Money 2020 Europe. Uh, we're almost ready to wrap up day one. Uh, but before we do that, I'm actually really happy to have this great person to speak with. Abe Smith from Paymentology, welcome to the show. Thank you, Don. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. And I think it's a, it's a really exciting day here today. I think it's been massively crowded here, also at your stand and all the different stages that you could see. Uh, I hope you're enjoying yourself. It's been amazing so far. Like, uh, so a really good quality of uh, leads, relationships, uh, folks coming through, meetings. We're really enjoying it. 
Uh, great, great to hear. And I think it's, uh, I mean, it's always massive, right? I think there's, uh, you can always imagine that all, everyone you want to meet is here at Money 2020. So it's a massive it, thing to focus on. It really is. It's, it's huge. And the food is decent, which is important after Seamless. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, so it's definitely nice to actually also take care of your inner self properly sure. while doing so much work, right? Um, well, great to have you here. And I think, uh, well, not everyone uh, at uh, Breaking Bank Europe might be familiar with paymentology. So I'd love to hear a bit more about what you do, what's, what's sure. currently going on here. So a paymentology for the uninitiated is an issuer processor, which basically means we sit between the scheme and the issuer. We help issuers uh, issue cards, whether they be physical or virtual cards, and then we manage the transactions. We have a card management process. So right. You can think of us kind of like the plumbing, managing the data and the decisions and the transaction points uh, in between those two nodes. All right. Sounds like a complicated job, but how's that? Because I think you don't just do that in small region. You actually try to do that globally. So how does that work? I mean, you could probably have to tap into all kinds of different uh, payment rails and systems to be able to do this. Well, uh, it's in essence, it's relatively simple. In practice, <laughs> it's relatively complicated. That's going to happen. Um, so in, in, in essence, really, uh, we are using typically scheme rails. So Visa, yeah. Visa MasterCard, sometimes mm -hmm. UPI. Uh, and the transactions are, are run along those rails, but we are the guys responsible for the handling of the data and the decision-making process, aside from actually the, kind of the, 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 the initial issuing of those virtual cards. Okay. Uh, often that necessita necessitates uh, a local switch integration, which is a kind of local, mm -hmm. often government-backed scheme. Yeah. Um, and eventually we end up having to stitch those, two, those things together on a global basis. Right now we're in 48 different countries, I wow. think, uh, last yeah. time I checked. Uh, and it's taken a little while for us to get here, but yeah, um, yeah. but in essence, what we're doing is, is relatively simple. Yeah, All right. And I think that's cool. And I think so. From that perspective, I think how do you see your client base evolve? Uh, I mean, do you see that actually uh, issuers are around the globe? How's, how's that landscape evolving? Well, issuing is undergoing a complete transformation at the moment. You know, if you look 10 years ago, the folks who were issuing cards were predominantly banks, yeah. and they were predominantly issuing physical cards. And the relationship between the issuer and the cardholder was relatively uh, simplistic. Mm -hmm. uh, it was dictated through uh, basically uh, issuing a statement and having a bunch of flyers in the statement for new products and stuff like that. Uh, actually, now with, uh, with changes in regulations and also changes in technology, and particularly the use of things like apps to govern the relationship between the issuer and the cardholder, Issuing is going through an explosion. Everyone's becoming an, an issuer, mm -hmm. not just your bank, but, but, but multiple different uh, fintechs or yep. neobanks or even telcos. So you, effectively, you could be doing a transaction and paying for something uh, with, a whole, with a whole range of different card types from a whole range of different companies who aren't necessarily banks. So, yep. so that's really kind of democratizing payments, making lots of different products available to lots of other people, often the financially excluded who don't mm -hmm. have banks at all, yep. can now use uh, banking type services. And so we think that's driving a huge change for the good in the marketplace, making more product available, better value to, to a greater number of people. Yeah, it's quite an exciting development. Uh, and I think from that perspective, that's really sort of driving your growth probably as well. It's a fantastic time to be an issuer processor. I like to think that we've, we've crawled out from under our nerdy rock and we're having our day in the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly everyone's interested. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think it's great. Uh, and so uh, what, what do you see, for example, in the consumer market or let's say the, the, the final users of these products? What do they... What do they see? I mean, is it really sort of everything becoming a token in a wallet kind of uh, uh, issuance, or do you see any other developments in that direction? So, what does the end consumer? So, what's the impact on the end consumer of this kind of revolution? So mm -hmm. that's, that's, yep. that's the question. Well, I think for, first of all, uh, the obvious thing is you have a great deal more choice. You know, if you want to, if you want to tap into a wallet, if you want to create a payment, if you want to in instantly uh, spin up a virtual card or a one-time use-only uh, card for mm -hmm. online, you have a great deal more options. If you think back ten years ago, you, you really didn't have those options. And so, you know, if you look at uh, companies like uh, Revolut or Mox, um, uh, who, who are who are creating that sort of offering, you know, that's the kind of rich customer API and functionality that you have now at your fingertips on your app. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas A, that didn't exist, or if it did, you have to have a relationship with the bank to, 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 to do so. So those, those things are changing the way customers behave. Yeah, and I think that, that kind of control, I think it's really important as well for, for consumers to have, and also there, I think the data insights that you're probably getting from that uh, is also much more appealing as that's well. That's my favorite topic, yeah. yeah, so data insight. I mean, what we, um, I think one of the exciting, most exciting areas for us uh, is certainly getting deeper into the data. So for us, what's interesting about issuers, of course, lots of people can be an issuer, 
But if you are an issuer, essentially you are something, you are, you're in the financial services business. Yeah. Whether you're a, a, a pure play financial provider yeah. or a fintech uh, or somebody managing embedded finance, mm -hmm. you are in the business of managing risk because yeah. that's what finance is about. Exactly. And the better you can manage risk, that relies upon uh, effectively the extent to which you get insights. And the extent to which you can get insights is, is relies upon the extent to which you can unpack data. So we are on a journey to get closer to the data. You know, ultimately, we would love to be right, uh, uh, you know, into uh, even basket level data. Um, but then you have to make you have to a unpack that data and b make sense of that data so you can have an actionable insight. Yeah. And what that means yeah. for the issuer is um, controlling downside risk, risk of fraud, but also controlling upside risk. You know, the risk of offering you do you dom a new product. What kind of product should we offer you? When? Uh, uh, how much? All of those things. And what's super exciting uh, as a kind of next stage of development is the role AI will play. Yep. In converting that data into actually meaningful, yeah, yeah, exactly. meaningful insights. Yep. So that's uh, that's we're not there yet, but that's certainly our direction of travel. Yeah, that's really exciting. I think indeed, and I, I definitely can see that. I mean, the, the, the financial industry has been driven by sort of cross-sell kind of opportunities always. And that's where, of course, the data need comes from. I think uh, understanding fraud potentially is, of course, also been a big driver for for data analysis. But I think if we would actually take that to the next level with AI. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you can, if you if you can drive, I mean, cross sells is one thing. A really targeted, personalised product as a result of, of genuine personal insight is quite another thing. Yeah. You remember, imagine you're standing at the airport and you're about to rent a car, and uh, suddenly they want you to pay for the excess insurance, which costs an arm and a leg. You don't mm -hmm. really want to do so. If we can figure out that that's you in real time, and actually we have an ancillary product we can offer, that's not even payments. But yeah. we've used payments data to create that opportunity to drive better value. For you and a bigger addressable market. That, that's uh, some of the fun stuff. Quite <laughs> exciting. Yeah. So I think definitely exciting to see that. So how do you see that evolve from a, from a perspective, or let's say, it's sort of in the landscape? I mean, are, are there many companies actually sort of diving into this opportunity? Uh, and so is it like a highly competitive space, or is it easy to stay ahead? That's a, that's a good question. You know, the the, the truth is uh, there aren't that many companies. If you look at the world of acquiring, there are thousands of companies. If you look at the world of issuer side payment processing, yeah. less so. And if you look at this, the, the world of what I would call the neo-processors, processors who are generally, genuinely designed for this new explosion uh, in, in issuing, it's a much, much shorter list. Hmm. We think uh, that issuing is going through a massive change. We, we've, we've touched upon that already. Yeah. But that change requires a new breed of issuer processor to really facilitate all of the things that the new breed yeah. of issuers want to do. And we think that legacy issuer processors, you know, particularly uh, folks who have traditionally offered banking solutions, which mm -hmm. maybe were on-premise, yep. uh, are ill-equipped to service that new marketplace yep. for a variety of, uh, uh, of reasons. You know, speed to market, richness of API, the ability to, do, to deploy new product fast, yep. Uh, yep. the ability to get deep into the, into, into the data, and also the ability to go to multiple different countries on like a shared or dedicated basis. All of those things are inherently requirements for the new world of issuer processing, and actually, the world doesn't have that many issuer processes who can really service those requirements. Yeah, I think that's quite exciting to actually to, to hear that. I, can, I think it's quite a challenging environment. So nice to see you are keeping up there. And so the, doing our best. Uh, yeah, that's quite nice. And, but I think so. What do you see sort of next? I mean, basically, if if basically if you sort of extend on a democratization of, of card issuing, right? As you you mentioned before, what kind of things could we happen there? Is this like sort of the yeah. next loyalty or you know? Well, loyalty. We think of a. At, more, at a more existential level. So right now, in effect, we're, we're connecting stores of value and we're moving money between them and we're reconciling. Um, and we, would, we like the idea that we're agnostic about those stores of value. It doesn't have to be a, a card or, or, or it could be an account. It could be a crypto account. So the way we're architected, and in fact the way we think about the world, mm -hmm. is we, we want to be agnostic to whatever those stores of value are. And then the means by which those are, those are, uh, are reconciled, the rails upon which those, the, those transactions happen, ultimately, uh, are rather like the schemes are doing, diversifying in their, their interests, mm -hmm. we want to be agnostic in terms of the rails. Yeah. So ultimately, uh, we could be reconciling uh, a, a, a fiat transaction with a, yeah. with a crypto store of value uh, on, a, a, on crypto rails. Yeah. Or we could be uh, executing a, a transaction of a faster payments uh, initiated with, with two different countries' open banking mm -hmm. uh, uh, solutions. So, but but under, underpinning all of that, what we do it, it is essentially the same job. Yeah. Uh, but it, it will just drive, I guess, better uh, democratization of payments, better value, more optionality for the end consumer ultimately. Yeah. 
cool. I think it's really nice. And I think from that perspective, also the example that you mentioned about where you actually sort of just do identification based on the data that you have. Uh, I mean, in the end, payment is not much more than actually being identified and having credit, right? Uh, so in the end, if you're able to offer that in any kind of channel with every kind of value behind it. That's, uh, a, that's, that's an interesting point. So uh, I would say, actually today, at least, uh, the whole onboarding piece we don't get into. But actually, if, particularly if you start going down the, the open banking route, mm -hmm. there yeah. are opportunities to do that, yeah. to leverage an existing trusted relationship with the bank, not only to execute and process a transaction, but act to actually facilitate not just the onboarding, in fact, mm -hmm. and the authentication of that customer, but once you, are, once you have access to open banking, you also have access to things like uh, uh, affordability and creditworthiness. So in real time, we can start to augment the, the value proposition that we already have, which are things like revolving credit, buy now, pay later, with the assessment of identity and affordability and creditworthiness, and package that all up. We're not there yet, but some of these new, uh, you know, some of these new innovations will naturally mean we're, we're progressing in that direction. Mm. How far we go down that road, I don't know yet. But like, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought point. I can imagine that's customer driven to a large extent, but really nice and interesting to hear that you're exploring that, those cases in any case. Uh, well, clients are interested in it, so we're inherently interested in what the clients are interested yeah, in. Of course. <laughs> so, so what, what else do you see as sort of the next step into the, the, the ecosystem? Sort of what, where do you see things heading in the long run uh, for paymentology? For paymentology uh, or the market? I mean, the market in general, I think, uh, will probably undergo some degree of, uh, of consolidation. I think, you know, what's interesting, so we're going through cycles at the moment. Right now, cost of capital is high. Uh, yeah. There's also, always, uh, already consolidation in the marketplace. Not every, uh, you know, new pure play uh, issue or processor will make it. Yeah. Uh, some will go under, some already have gone under, and some will consolidate. We happen to be in an amazing position uh, insofar as, you know, we, uh, the, we have a relatively low burn compared with our growth. and. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and uh, relatively benevolent parents in terms yep. of our investor, uh, our investor group. But you can already start to see consolidation in the marketplace. Yep. But our direction of travel is pro is is likely to maintain uh, our status as a pure play uh, issuer processor. Yep. Uh, but really, with the ambition of being a, a certain number of things. So I think that there are a few things that drive that. Mm -hmm. uh, at its core, is we think there is a vacancy in the place of global uh, neo-processor. Okay. So, and by which I mean, if you're genuinely cloud-native, if, if you yeah. can spin up in any cloud on a shared or dedicated yep. in, in, in environment, and if you think about that as kind of uh, one circle in the Venn diagram, yep. if you have a good data story, as we touched upon mm -hmm. earlier, if you have a, a rich API, yep. uh, um, but if you also are able to deploy all of those things very, very rapidly uh, on a global basis, and right now we're in 48 different countries, then I think where that leads you is to a position of a global neoprocessor. And if you look at the list of folks who are genuinely global neoprocessors, yeah. it, it's a pretty short it's list. It's pretty limited, yeah, I can imagine. But it's quite an exciting uh, one. In any case, really nice ambition, actually, uh, to, to strive for, uh, I would say. So it keeps me, how large is the, the team now, Paymentology? Let's say the, the, the firm, how big is it? Oh, uh, well, when I joined a, a couple of years ago, it was 50, today it's 500. Wow, wow, that's uh, it's quite impressive. And lots more to come, I guess, if you go beyond the 50 countries and more. We're just uh, beginning. No, exactly. It's really exciting. And um, I, think I'm, I'm, I think it's really cool. Uh, probably a lot of people would want to reach out to you and figure out more about what Paymentology is doing. So where can they find you? Uh, well, we have a, a fancy new website, paymentology.com, which is a nice, yeah, mem yeah. memorable place to go. Um, and you can reach me actually directly through that website. All right. Well, that's already a good feed. For the people that are still at Money Twenty Twenty, uh, where can they find you? I think we're here in the A area, right? So this. Yep. Uh, so we're, we are A Twenty. Okay. Uh, we have we have a fully manned store. Uh, so just drop by A Twenty, and we'll be ready to receive you, maybe with a coffee. Great. Well, I think. Uh, is there anything else that you're excited about here at Money Twenty Twenty? What are you looking forward to? Don't want to get enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's enough, but uh, uh, no, I think it's, it's been great to, to have you on the show, and I think it's been a, it's really exciting to hear about your journey with uh, with payment. It's a pleasure. We, yeah. we are we are genuinely excited excited to be here and excited for the journey. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Thank you a lot for the talk. Uh, so thank you, Abe Smith, uh, and everyone. Please visit Paymentology. We'd love to see you here. Uh, this was Don Ginsel from Holland FinTech and Breaking Banks Europe. Thanks, Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Liz, and I'm back with Breaking Banks Europe here at Money 2020. This is the second episode today, the first day, Money 2020. I'm here at the Payhead stand with John Ryan. 
How are you? Yeah, great, Elizabeth. So, there's a great buzz around this place, so really enjoying it, it. It really is. So you're in the space. Anybody who's listening to this and wants to come find you, you're right behind Rabobank. What's the name of, what's the number of your stand? We're, we're the C50 stand. C50. Fantastic. So, John, could you introduce yourself, tell people, you know, how you got involved with PayEd and what your background is? Yeah, well, my background is I live in Australia. I've been there for 25 years. I uh, originally come from Ireland. I worked in the capital markets. And I got involved in the in setting up the Payments Association in, in Asia five years ago. Actually, while I was at this event, and yes. uh, yeah, wow. it, it, the genesis came out of this event, um, I was set that up, and after about three and a half years, I decided to move on to set up another business, which is the mm -hmm. education and payments. So we, we mm -hmm. saw a big demand mm -hmm. for more education in payments, and yeah. you know we thought we may as well just go and focus on that and, and address the problem. Absolutely, and so this demand is really big for all age groups. Which age group do you focus on? Well, we do focus on all, but there's two in particular. Mm -hmm. So. The grads who are coming out of third level education or starting in the industry, maybe working with the banks, with the payment mm -hmm. companies, they're a particular segment that really needs what we do because it's not a subject that's thought on the agenda. It's not on the curriculum right. at this stage. So we, we've, we've been identifying that and, and working, you know, particularly in that segment. So let me ask you about that just a moment. So like, let's say my son is getting his BBA. So for BBA students, MBA students, those students are also very interesting for you because they're going to be probably going into areas within banking or payments or, or other places and still yeah. they will not have gotten the same curriculum. Yeah, look, absolutely. So they will they will get elements of finance, accounting exactly. and, and treasury as well potentially, but they won't see the latest that's going on in payments and payments yeah. is a very dynamic space. So absolutely. to your point, we would absolutely encourage those students who mm -hmm are thinking about their careers and where they want to go, you know, they can also come to us. It's not just the companies and organizations. Mm -hmm. If you're a professional and you want to you, you want to join our training, it's all online. It's it's sign up is online. The courses are all live. And you know, we can work with those students and even some of those students we do help them with their career specifically, you know, do a little bit of mentoring, help to get them some placement as well. So yeah, I think it, you it, even have a session for some of them here at Money 2020, but we'll come back to that later because you're going to tell me another age group or focus area. Yeah. Yeah. So we also work with executives and they've obviously been experienced in working mm -hmm. at that senior level of companies. But again, how are they staying in touch with the developments and payments? They happen so fast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, to some businesses, that is the, that's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. And you know, having the education can you know help those businesses to better look forward to that opportunity. So you've been at Money 2020 now four times. You told us about the genesis that you had of this idea mm. back um, in Asia. So what this is the first time that you're an education partner. What yeah. made you interested in that? Yeah, so coming to this event, I find every year it's a different style. It's, yeah. you know, the floor is different, but there is a lot of things going on here and there's a lot of movement but what I noticed, particularly when I came to Amsterdam last year, was that there was no education specifically. There was no formal education on the agenda. There was no vendors in the room servicing. And that's what we do. And I felt that's appropriate. We need to come here and bring that onto the agenda. So what we did, we've been speaking and partnering with Money 2020. And there's a number of initiatives this year that we've, that we've helped to bring to this event. We've got uh, 50 graduates uh, coming, or, or current students, coming to this event and getting involved in it. Yeah, that never would have happened, you know, yeah, without you guys having that idea. That's right, and we get we're, them early on. Exactly, and you know, it's all new to them. And we mm -hmm. are uh, an education partner at uh, Money 2020 as part of their embedded uh, careers uh, futures mm -hmm. up uh, yeah. events that they're running here. So that will be done on Thursday. There's a series of uh, sessions, and then we're culminating in a networking. Uh, event at the at the end of that. Nice. But we're also doing a, a particular event here, which is expanding on experiential learning, mm -hmm. which is what we're calling the sound uh, of payments. I've heard about this. So it's a really um, special session. Do you remember when it is? Yeah, it's on at 4:20 today. 
down okay. in the outer limits uh, at, at, right. at the stage. Yeah, so, so that's a nice, it's a nice cozy little area. It's down at the corner, on the way down to the beach Fantastic. area. So yeah. Um, I want to hear more about that in a minute. After you've told me a little bit about the companies that you really like to meet here. Well, we're interested in all of the businesses here that are attending today. Uh, not necessarily the people who are here because they are here getting you know, real-time updates on what's happening. Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily the direct group, but right. we're interested in the people that they represent in their organizations back you know, when they travel back to their own companies. So people like reporting to them that might yeah. not have the same ability to travel to these big conferences, they'd be the right people. Exactly. So if you can meet some of them here and then they'll uh, interact with the people back in their organizations. Absolutely, yeah. We'd, we'd like to think that when they, you know, when they're walking away from this massive amount of information download, that that we can help them to facilitate that, that you know, that that transfer of knowledge with their staff and and help mm -hmm. their staff to also come up to the same level. And how we Very do that important. is mm -hmm. it's online delivery, so it's live online, so so the staff don't actually have to travel and they can still uh, receive the, the knowledge transfer as well. It's fantastic. And I've noticed so much that since COVID and since even last year, there are so many online sessions that are happening even here at Money 2020, like mm. next door with Rabobank and the session um, Money Pot and all those kinds of things. Mm. I think that this is coinciding exactly with the kind yeah. of things you're trying to offer. So yeah, right I mean, time. Absolutely. Look, look. You know the pandemic certainly opened our eyes to that, and yeah. and that's around the time we were we were formed. You know, our, our birth for this uh, education business was during that time. So we absolutely started uh, online first, and uh, you know that's given us access to present payments education around the world. Uh, you know, we we are in Europe now, uh, but we started out in Australia. So you know, we are able to expand. We're able to partner with our, um, you know, with our training partners around the world, and you know, mm -hmm. it, it's been very, um, very much a tool of, that's helped us a lot. Uh, I think education. that when I was looking through the website, which has so many different courses, I saw one with Swift, which would be about European payments. But you also had some things on Web three and maybe crypto, and I thought that was really interesting. Can you say something about that? Yeah, look, we do focus our core on. Payments. Um, so when we when we deal with courses such as Web three and and crypto mm -hmm. and and Swift even we're always focusing on the payments angle on that. Mm -hmm. So it so if you're coming uh, wanting to know the detail of of Web three and and Swift and so forth, that's not really where we're sitting. Mm -hmm. We're sitting in the space that will tie in payments into those subjects. So nice. whatever we teach in those areas, which does start with introductions, which does start on, on the key themes and, and then we take it from there. But we do it with payments as the, as the focus in all cases. Very nice. Um, I want to go back to the sound of payments because this interactive session I found really interesting. It sounded like your colleague is going to have people from the music industry mm. asking questions to her about payments. Is, it, is that right or is it a little different? Exactly. So it's, it's really you know, taking the, the people who don't even work in the industry mm -hmm. and showing how they can come up to speed, they can learn, and, and how we will satisfy some of their inquiries. Because you know, we all know everyone has these this questions about payments and where they're going to ask them. So it's great mm -hmm. to have Monica. Monica nice. is, is on our advisory board. Uh, she's in, in Malaysia. She's great to have her here in Europe for this event. And she's going to be available to, to answer those questions. But it's interesting on their side because it's really art coming together with the with the yeah. industry. We've also got there's a poet, a poet and a musician. So what what's going to come out of this? Mm -hmm. I think it will resonate for longer than just that session. And, and I would like to think that we're going to hear this song, this uh, this creation, a lot longer. I don't. I've heard little snippets of it, and I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, but you know, I'm really I'm as excited as everyone else to hear what the end result is today. So I'm really really looking forward to so it. So that's at 420. 420 in the outer limits stand. Outer limits. Yep. But there's some other exciting things. Um, so 10 people I think can draw to win a course. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. So that's what we're running. One of our key uh, events that we're running here in our stand. Yeah. And 
really that's helping to, you know, those who are interested to, you know, hopefully if they're lucky to get a sample on what we do. And it's it's the two-day course. It's it's mm -hmm. it's our most popular course. It's the one-on-one in payments, and we cover regulation, the cards and schemes, open banking, and digital and innovation as well. So you really they get all of the details they they're, they're going to need mm -hmm. to get started and think about it. And that's and if they like that, you know, hopefully, um, you know, that they, they can roll that out to some of their other staff. So fin people who want to put themselves forward for that, they can come by your stand, and the announcement will be at your networking event on Thursday. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So come to the stand. We've got a QR code on the stand. Draw is it a simple to enter, and then on Thursday, we will make the draw at the embedded uh, futures event with the students there. So we'll we'll, we'll say, and cool. we'll, we'll update them with email as well, and make an announcement uh, on our LinkedIn uh, web uh, page as well, which is a paid education and payments. And there is yet one more really nice thing that you have to offer, and not just for people here at Money Twenty Twenty, but also those listening to the podcast. Yeah, well. Look, I want to talk about the launch of our book today, which mm -hmm. is called Unleash Your Career in Payments. You know, Fantastic. we strongly advocate to people that you can have a career in payments. You, mm -hmm. It's hard to select that in the industry. Yeah. You know, you, you don't find many options to say that I work in payments. So we think it's really important that people know that they can have a career, what it's about, what the opportunities are, what the job roles look mm -hmm. like, what are some of the key concepts and also some look at some of the careers who've been successful so we've got three great case studies of people who've had to do it the, themselves and how mm -hmm. they've uh, learned and they've developed and grown and you know the success that they have achieved is available for for everyone else so we'd love to be able to help out with that so there's a qr code that those who are watching breaking banks europe they'll be able to see this when they um, start the the program i think yeah. uh, and in the description yeah and, you know, before we close up, I just want to know, is there anything we missed? I do have a few more questions, so, mm -hmm. but I want to see on your side, do you think that there's some things we might have missed? Well, look, I want to talk about one of the other great things that we've done for this event, mm -hmm. which is, again, unique. We love, we love mm -hmm. bringing unique experiences together in education, because as you know, Elizabeth, that's how we learn best. Absolutely. You know, if we're sitting, mm -hmm. learning, it's not for everyone. No. Um, so what we did yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, on the way to the event, we got together uh, what we call our master class, our pay ed master class. It was mm -hmm. the first time we ever did payments education on the Eurostar. Now we called it the Payments oh, Express. Wow. How was that? That sounds so exciting. Well, look, I can say <laughs> that uh, this was a four-hour train trip. The Amazing. train trip was delayed by two hours, so it was actually a six-hour train trip. Oh, so thank and, goodness. Well. Exactly. The people yeah. were complaining yeah. that the train the train delay wasn't long enough. So, <laughs> I so love actually, that. We had a you know we had so such maybe you'll be given yeah. more courses on the trains. I don't know. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. So look, we'd love to do that again next year. So if anyone is thinking about that, just get in touch with us about that one because you know we did it. We did a group of ten this year, but there's there's a lot more capacity to do more on that. So we'd love to hear from individuals and organizations who want to be part of because. It's, as you know, about networking. It's also yep. about learning in a, in a, in a comfortable environment. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think the depth that we were covering as well, we, we did get into it where, where, you know, for those who were interested to go, to go deeper too. Okay. So um, this is not the first company you founded, right? Do you have advice to those brave folks out there who are starting new companies that um, has helped you get through in the tough times? Well, what I'd say to, well, maybe just first of all deal with my experience. So I've set up three startups mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, my hat goes off to everyone who does do that, yeah. you know, I, and I would always advocate that at the right time in your career, for some people that's early, for some people that's later, you know, my hat goes off and I think it's, it is a life-changing opportunity. So I would encourage people to, to, to be ready for that moment in their career when it happens. So that, that would be the first thing I'd say. Uh, the second thing I would say is that it is hard work, uh, but the work is not hard that somebody's packing the whip on you. It's hard because you're always having to come up with the next thing and the next thing. And that's hard, but it carries the biggest rewards as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to, I'm going to ask you yeah. something about the next thing, but, but keep going. And, and the last thing I would say 
uh, is to partner well. If you can, yeah, that's so you know, important. It, it is hard to do it on your own. So I think we, mm -hmm. I've had partners, and Payed, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing as as a, as a single co as a single founder. I find that you know the, the co-founder model can work mm -hmm. well, you know, by partnering well because yes. you complement each other, and you yeah. know that that really helps you to build something that's extraordinary. That's wonderful. So I want to go back to the second thing. What's next? What's next on your roadmap? Well, next uh, for me is in Payed is about growing the business and taking it to new markets. Mm -hmm. So. What we're doing here in Europe at the moment is we're bringing Payet to Europe. Uh, we've been working in the UK and Ireland, and now we're here obviously in mainland Europe. Yep. Uh, we're running the 101 course in Europe now, and we're also running it in the UK. And we'll also be in Madrid in a couple of weeks' time at the EBA Day. So if there's anyone nice. out there, come and look us up there. We're, we're again the knowledge partner at that event, and we'll be uh, speaking at the FinTech uh, section Super. On, the, on Payments 2084. Fantastic. I might bring you over actually to the Spanish section okay. um, and introduce you because they may want to know about what you're doing already and you can make appointments while you're there. Absolutely. People listening to this who um, would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? The best way is on our website, um, payed.biz. Mm -hmm and uh, use the contact section there. Perfect. Also, you know, download the uh, Unleash Your Career and Payments book as Fantastic. well. Fantastic, yeah. You know, that will, will pick you up, but, but do, do, uh, do directly contact us there and we'll, we'd love to uh, hey, have a conversation. And look, it, to your point, when we're dealing with companies mm -hmm. and businesses, you know, it is important that we have a, a holistic discussion um, you know, rather than individuals and companies going. So we'd like to talk to the, you know, to the L&D leaders in those companies or the HR people or the, even the senior mm -hmm. management so that we can help them as a group and, you know, help their business benefit, not just individuals as well. That's great. Thank you so much. Elizabeth, Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Love, love chatting to you and enjoy the rest of the event yourself. Thanks, Money 2020 and Breaking Banks Europe. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.